Hello and welcome. Welcome to Voice of Reach. Voice of Reach is a podcast from the Reach Foundation for Community Services, promoting social, emotional and psychological wellness in children, adolescents and their families. This is Dr. Yashaswini Kamaraju, child and adolescent psychiatrist from Bengaluru. Today, I would like to answer the most common question that is often asked by parents of teenagers. How do I get the gadget away from my teenager? You could talk to any doctor for that matter. It could be internist, it could be pediatrician, it could be a counselor. I think this is the question that all of us are grappling with these days. And especially due to the pandemic, all children are at home and teenagers are spending extensive hours uh, on their gadgets. And this is becoming a challenge, quite a big challenge for parents. Um, and this is the common question that is often asked um, by by parents. So uh, managing gadgets is quite difficult now that, uh, you know, so some of the board exams were cancelled. Uh, children are having online classes. Some of them are having online classes. Um, so it gets all the more difficult uh, during the corona times because teenagers are not able to go out. There's not much of socialization going on. So all of these things um, are virtual. So it gets all the more difficult to get them away from their gadgets. Uh, most importantly, uh, rather than asking why are they on gadgets, it's very important to think what are they doing on the gadgets? How are they using them? Why are they using the gadgets? That's going to continue because, you know, children have a lot of things online. They feel much more comfortable. There's a sense of belonging. And especially teenagers form friendships, form connections. They develop hobbies. They're exploring their environment. They're exploring the society. All of them can tell you about Twitter. Um, you know, they, they're, some of the teenagers are, you know, writing codes, you know, exchanging ideas, forming friendships uh, with uh, teenagers outside of the country. So this is a new phenomenon where adolescents form relationship friendships and their understanding is happening online compared to the earlier generation. So you don't see teenagers necessarily hanging outside forming friends. Everything happens online. So this is a new norm and it and parents have to understand that that this is typically falling under normal adolescence and there's nothing abnormal about it. But the question is, are they using it in moderation? And how do I regulate uh, the gadget time for my teenager as a parent is the, off, is the question uh, that often comes to a parent's mind. Now, moderating anything for that matter can be quite difficult. It's very easy to be in extremes. Either you could eat a lot or not eat, but moderating it is quite difficult. Our brains are very tricky. So moderating requires a lot of disciplining. Just think of the days when junk foods were, um, uh, junk foods came into the market few years ago. So all the kids were after lace chips and really there was a big fad about junk foods. And it was difficult for parents to m moderate uh, the junk food eating. However, with time, the understanding and the disadvantages and the impact on health um, came to the forefront and junk food, uh, junk food needs to be regulated. This is something that parents and children have understood over time. Similarly, the same thing has to happen with technology 
as well so we are in this uh, fad of iPhones and smartphones young children are also using them so it's going to take some time to get a handle of this but it's very important uh, to moderate it as a parent so it all starts in a healthy way right um, everything starts in a healthy way even food for that matter let's say someone takes about two to three cups of coffee it's fine but if you're going overboard with six to seven cups of coffee it could be damaging to your health the same thing with gadgets you need to explain to your teenagers you couldn't use it but it has to be within a limit and although it starts healthy in some teenagers they develop compulsive way of using the gadgets where they're wanting it all the time their urges to use the gadgets increases with time they throw tantrums if gadgets are not given they could become compulsive and some of the teenagers could develop addictive behaviors when i say addictive behaviors it's addictive behaviors or those uh, behaviors which are interfering in the daily activities of the teenager but not every child or a teenager is going to become compulsive or uh, develop addiction towards gadgets parents do have to have a conversation with their children including their teenagers young children teenagers uh, intermittently and also consistently these conversations about gadget use have to continue because you could have told them how to use what are the time limits you could have set some guidelines but you know teenagers right they're not going to be consistent about it they're going to break the rules they're going to back answer so you need to keep the conversation going and you do know that some of the video games and mobile games are extremely habit forming uh, that's because of the dopamine which is a reward hormone uh, that can it's released each time uh, we see something pleasant each time each time we see something pleasant or uh, or even video games and mobile games in fact are built that way and there's a lot of research that goes behind uh, these games on what gets gets children or teens or even adults hooked on to them this is because these are the rewarding behaviors and this is related to a chemical called dopamine in the brain but it's important for a parent to know that different age groups need different uh, time limits because if you take a child below 10 they're much more easy easier to handle they're a little more compliant they're also a little fearful of the parent and you can control their gadget use but once they're 10 and above let's say 12 to 14 it gets more difficult but you can't apply the same time limits that you have for 10 years of age to a 14 year old let's say that's because as they grow into their teens they as i was telling you earlier their friendships connections everything including their projects assignments or their learning something new everything happens online so it's important to think of a different time limit for a teenager as compared to a young child young children are still wanting to play outdoor probably they are still wanting to move over move around quite a bit compared to teenage and once teenagers so preteens and teenagers like to spend time in front of their gadgets they would rather tell you i'm not going to go out i don't want to play outside i'm having enough friends i like to play on my gadgets so then it, day by day it becomes very difficult for a parent to manage their behaviors because they're unwilling to get out of their room wanting to stick to their gadgets all the time in a young child you could uh, set the time limit of 
two hours, maybe because of the pandemic and they have nothing else to do. If you're able to be successful between two to three hours in a day, that's pretty good. However, with a teenager, that's not going to work because they want to be on it all day because they either they're exploring their hobbies online, they're listening to their music. You see them with their earphones all the time. They're shopping online. Um, so everything happens online. So understand this, this is normality, adolescent development. But now rather than asking them, why are they using it? As I was telling you earlier, check what are they doing on online? How are they using their gadgets? I think it's very important to know what they are doing and how are they interacting online. Uh, that's much more important than the time that they spend on gadgets. Talk to your teenager about what what are you expecting from them? Is it number one, is it interfering with their daily activities? Number two, is it causing them to be more distracted or they entering into any destructive behaviors? Number three, how about the biological rhythm? They're sleeping, eating, and the regular activities that they're supposed to do. Is it impacting them? Number four, the socialization. That's very important too. Uh, they could be telling you, we're socializing online. I don't have to socialize uh, other times. But they need to be in connect with the family. For example, they need to come to the dining table. They need to eat with everyone. As simple as eating food with your family has become extremely difficult during the pandemic with a lot of teenagers and parents are really worried about this and they're concerned that they're not able to pull these teenagers out of their room. So it's very important to have these conversations with them and have these basic things um, as rules that need to be enforced at home. But if your worry is about something is going to happen to the teenager's brain, is it going to destroy their brains, will their mental capacity be reduced because of being online? That's not what the research says. The research is not showing us anything like that. In fact, there was a recent study that came out uh, from the West. Um, it says that video games, after all, are not that bad for teenage brains as we think, um, rather than a Rather than having a teenager who is bored, sitting around, uh, getting sad and down, being occupied uh, online with a video game after all is not bad. Of course, it can't be extensive, but being occupied playing video games not necessarily is going to interfere uh, with their mental capacity uh, unless it is very extensive. So when are you supposed to get worried about your teenager? One, the time limit. Are you seeing that their use of gadgets is increasing day to day, increasing week by week, and your conversations to reduce the screen time is going nowhere? So think, is the time increasing day by day? So are they spending extensive time? Second, are you seeing a lot of resistance, non-compliance? You're trying your best. Your, both parents are trying their best to limit the time and you're seeing a lot more resistance increasing and a lot more non-compliance, arguments, oppositionality and defiance. Three, are they wanting to have their gadgets everywhere they go? They're taking their phone to, to the to the restroom you know they're taking their phone the phone is there with them while dining uh, everywhere literally everywhere dressing bathing eating sleeping under the pillow waking up with the phone uh, constantly gazing at it it's a constant accompaniment to them so is that happening number four 
social withdrawal are they not wanting to talk to anyone are they completely um, involved with the online games or only online interaction they don't want to do anything real they do not want to talk to family they do not want to participate with any family activity or communication not willing to talk just confining themselves within their rooms this is social withdrawal uh, number five is there is there it is it impacting their activities like their homework their study um, whatever they're supposed to do projects assignments or applications to universities or finishing their course or catching up on their tuitions or even taking their tests if they're not doing any of these things definitely it's impacting their behavior so all of the above that i was mentioning are the signals that the gadget time and the addictive behaviors possibly could become true so all the above signals there are they are the signals telling you that you know we are into something we are getting into the next zone uh, which could be dangerous now some teenagers could become really really uh, addictive they can exhibit a lot of addictive behaviors in fact um, there's something called an internet gaming disorder was coined by the psychiatrist um, this internet gaming disorder is an addictive behavior to be on the internet playing online games and that can lead to a lot of addiction and quite often clinically as well many psychiatrists often encounter teenagers presenting with uh, internet addiction gaming addiction uh, thankfully the PUBG was um, banned in India but we had a lot of teenagers with PUBG addiction earlier but we do see a lot of teenagers with Minecraft, um, um, Roadblocks, a lot of other games and uh, some of the teenagers uh, do not want to even name uh, the games that they are playing. Um, so what are the behaviors if it really gets into the zone of addiction what are the kind of behaviors that they could present with? You see a lot of anger in them they're shouting, screaming, they could become very aggressive if you're trying to stop them uh, from using or if you're switching off the internet or or, if, or even if the internet is slow, they can become very aggressive, throw things, break things, become even violent. There are cases uh, we see where the teenager becomes very aggressive on the parent or even hits mother or father because at that point in time, they're craving only the gadget. And there are some studies um, comparing gadget addiction to alcohol or a drug addiction where there is a physical need to have the gadget there is a craving there's a mental craving to have the gadget and there's also withdrawal where uh, you go berserk you become very violent and aggressive if you are not having the gadget in hand so some studies were even comparing this gadget addictive behaviors to alcohol or drug addiction and I and I do encounter teenagers um, with aggressive behaviors just because uh, they're not given the gadget or the gadget time is reduced and some of them might even threaten threaten the parents saying that I'm not going to eat I'm not going to go to school I'm not going to I'm going to jump off so a lot of violent and aggressive behaviors um, can be uh, come can be seen in teenagers who are addictive and some of them cut off from their from their peers their biological rhythm is disturbed they're not sleeping on time they're not eating on time they're breaking the rules of the home they're not doing any of the activities that they're supposed to do um, example like simple homework or a tuition like some of the things that they're supposed to do on a day-to-day -day basis 
And the other complication that we're facing these days is the pandemic. Um, there are a lot of restrictions back in place. We're in the middle of second wave. So uh, not, not many are venturing out and we can't even go out. So this is also leading to excessive gadget use again. So And there is a lot more uh, physical inactivity. Children are not playing out. They've become more sedentary. Um, they, they're, eat, they're also eating more. They're gaining weight. They're becoming more restless, anxious, and the emotional reaction and the volatility has become more. This is, in fact, uh, was studied even in Indian setting at a JK Loan Hospitals. Um, Dr. Gupta and his team found out that children are exhibiting a lot more aggression and a lot more defiance, a lot more irritability, tantrums, and also increase in daytime sleeping and tiredness uh, during the pandemic. And their gadget addiction has uh, use has become three times more uh, compared to pre-pandemic levels. Is every teenager prone to gadget addictive behavior? Not necessarily. There are some children who are at risk uh, can develop gadget addiction. Uh, and there are some conditions that could lead to gadget addiction as well. So the most important thing uh, to think about is, are we? is there a condition that is being masked by gadget use? Sometimes we often see that in teenagers, which is there are children who have difficulties in academics. Let's say they have difficulties um, with their academic uh, performance. So they're not, their academics is not their strength and they don't perform well. So these children automatically would want to uh, feel better. There's a sense of belonging online. They meet other kids online. They feel good about themselves because they're always receiving negative feedback either from parents, from teachers, from tuition teachers, or even they're very self-aware that they're not good enough. Their self-esteem is low. So they would want to feel better about themselves. So they're more prone towards seeking a gadget and being online where they feel a sense of belonging. So children who have a learning disabilities, as I was telling you, academic issues, they tend to be, uh, you know, hooked on to gadgets a bit more. Second, there are also children who have, uh, let's say, an ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Children with ADHD in general have difficulty regulating themselves. They have difficulty regulating their time, regulate, you know, they're not organized. They lose track of things. They have difficulty sustaining attention in any other tasks. Then, then the question is, how are they able to focus online? Because online, especially the games and all, all the online activities, you don't have to sustain attention exactly like you how you sustain attention while doing an academic task. Because here there's an auditory stimulation, there's a visual stimulation, there's a tactile stimulation. You're, so there, there are 100 things going on. And ADHD brains can, can often multitask. So they are able to do online gaming pretty well, in fact. The third category of teenagers uh, who would be more hooked on to gadgets would be uh, teens with an anxiety disorder or even a social anxiety disorder for that matter. Some of the teenagers have social anxiety. They're not able to um, make friends uh, in the real world. They get anxious uh, speaking outside. But, but in a virtual world, they're able to communicate. They feel better uh, talk, communicating this way because they're not necessarily seen and they would prefer texting um, or even feel comfortable um, online, but really not meeting the person in person. 
and the other category of teenagers is children with depression underlying depression could feel more sad or they won't want to get rid of their sadness and they tend to spend more time on their gadgets or even finding teens other teens on online to see who who is feeling the way they feel and some of the teens i see exchange a lot of ideas on how on their feelings um so i see them spending a lot more time on gadgets and even children with uh, anxiety so children with anxiety disorders um in the they want to feel comfortable they want to get away from the regular stress they want to get away from the regular activities so they find their comfort zone online so the most important thing is to understand are we masking Uh, is there anything underneath that's leading this teen towards excessive gadget use and gadget addictive behaviors uh, i did mention some of the signals in behavior um on how you could pick up these um gadget addictive behaviors and sometimes teenagers can can just be uh, appearing as if there's nothing wrong with them but but we really need to understand what is pulling them towards this excessive use are they avoiding something are they dealing with some sort of a pressure or do they have underlying anxiety or they not um, or they not able to connect with the family or are they into something else entirely uh, dangerous even that has to be uh, thought through by parent you know are they engaging in any inappropriate behavior uh, because this is very very important um, you see children and teens um, some sometimes they are victims of cyber bullying sometimes they are being um, bullies as well so what are they posting on their snapchat what are they posting on their instagram um are they using the gadgets meaningfully in moderation uh, all these things have to be checked by a parent um so and the other thing that uh, parents need to understand is um are they how are they what kind of messages are they posting is a teenager talking about suicidality depression or being sad and then you get to know through their friends or the counselors that your child is speaking about all of this see these are real real uh, red flags please do not take any of these behaviors lightly please consult um a psychologist counselor or a psychiatrist and every teenager might require a different intervention as uh, the context and the uh, as the context of presentation is very is very very different in every child so uh, understand those signals pick up those signals be open to um seeking help under these situations and especially when there's violence or aggression please consult a psychiatrist because counseling or therapy takes a lot of time and when the teenager teenager is aggressive um the biological rhythms are completely interrupted not sleeping at all not eating and in some cases we we even see personal hygiene being affected if that is the case then we need to look for underlying depression and underlying mental health uh, problems underlying psychological issues it could be even low low self esteem low confidence or other things so in or even in some teenagers we see self harm behaviors uh, as well they're cutting their wrists or they're not letting you know they might be having suicidal thoughts if the situation um is really intense please directly consult a psychiatrist instead of a counselor or a psychologist because i often see parents who are uh, scared of consulting psychiatrist because they're worried will my teenager be put on medication i really don't want medications you know will they be labeled as mad or is my child crazy or my child doesn't want to see a psychiatrist because he says he's not crazy why should i see a psychiatrist please 
misunderstand um you know our brains are very vulnerable right so it's just the intensity i often tell teens it's just the degree of it you could be having all of us have some amount of blood pressure but when the degree of the blood pressure increases you're you're calling the individual as hypertensive same with blood sugar all of us have blood sugar but the degree of the blood sugar varies then you're calling them as a diabetic same thing everything is everything is a degree and intensity so allay their fears it's very important to do that have an open communication most teenagers of course these days i see are much more open to seeking help than their parents because because they have uh, counselors and psychologists uh, on school campuses at least some of them so their understanding has increased as well so as a parent if your teen is asking for help please be open to it and what are the parental tips um uh, that i can give you one please have a mobile free time you as a parent and you as a family unit need to have an agreement of a mobile free time for example while dining uh, while having lunch dinner uh, no mobile phones um on the table please have that mobile free zones and you you as a parent need to enforce it and get an agreement get all the family members aligned to it number 2 also being as role models anything with children starts with parent being a role model and that's the difficult part of parenting right you need to do so many things if you want to inculcate anything in your child so being as role models i would say would start with simple things avoid arguments in front of your child why are you watching the news till late night why are you watching so many serials and your child can question you if you are not being a role model and if you are asking him to put the gadget away but you are engaging in the same kind of behavior if your child catches you watching whatsapp or fb uh, right in the uh, early morning and you are asking your teen not to do that it's not going to work so being a role model is very important and the third thing um have a time out time out and a time planning time out in the sense that you're not going to do uh, your uh, early morning waking up with your gadget um, uh, on your hand so have a specified time for for um, interacting on fb or whatsapp or other uh, or other sites that you use and do not use it all the time so have a time out for yourself as a parent and that helps your that helps to regulate your teen as well for readiness i think it's very important for every parent to to think of this readiness because these days i see a child once they are 9 or even 9 is less maybe 9 and 10 they're asking for a smartphone don't fall into this trap your 12 year old really does not require a smartphone um you don't give a child um, a very big cycle right you give them a cycle with training wheels they need to fall they need to learn how to cycle and once they're ready then you increase the height of the cycle then you give them different models the same thing with uh, phones so they need to have simple phones and as they grow uh, they may need a they may need a smartphone but not for very young children so look at the readiness of the child so you need to coach them that you need to do this first in order to graduate to the next level and the next thing is digital literacy what is digital literacy please uh, educate them even before you give the smartphone that they need to use it meaningfully in moderation and without getting addicted to it i think this message has to keep coming uh, before you give them the phones along uh, along as they go along with their usage and these con- they should be consistent conversations in the home not in an argumentative way not in a derogative way because your teenager is going to slam doors and not listen to you so please keep bringing them up but you also serving as a role model 
So the other things that you could do would be, you know, having filters on phone to make sure they're not engaging in any inappropriate behavior. That's very, very important. Have softwares which where you can control some of these. And also you could use apps like Our Pact, Apple Family Sharing app in order to um, manage the time that is spent on the gadgets. And, and also understand the triggers. What is triggering your teenager? Are they using it when they're bored? Are they using more when they're sleep deprived? Are they using it when they're angry? Understand the triggers. Uh, also, I see some teenagers have sleep problems. What they do is they use more gadgets in the night. They can't fall asleep. They sleep late. They wake up late. Again, they, use, they can't fall asleep. They use a lot of screen time. Again, can't fall asleep. So this goes uh, on and on as a cycle. So in such teenagers, we need to help um, build regular sleep hygiene. And this is where some amount of counseling is required uh, for the teenagers. Um, the other thing that we need to do is expand their hobbies, expand diversion of activities. So you as a family or into physical activity uh, or into other hobbies, it gets easier for your children also to develop hobbies rather than always um, having screen time. Because you, you do see some families where the TV is continuously on, it's not even switched off, even when there's no one there, no one around. So it's important to uh, have these rhythm, have this rhythm in the house that there are other hobbies, there are other ways of socializing. And also if there's a good program, let's say your child is watching YouTube, you could join them. So you need to role model. It's not that I'm shunning technology, but I'm also showing you how to use it in moderation, how to use it meaningfully. The more your teenager sees you um, engaging with technology in a healthier way, it, it's easier for them as well. And the other thing that I would say is the location. If your phones are right in front of you all the time, the tendency is to use it all the time. It's, it's something like having a full box of laddus in front of your eyes and controlling yourself is going to be difficult, right? So the same way, so you need to help your teenager to put the phones away before sleep, including you. The charging uh, area should be away from the room. But for a lot of teenagers, they're, they're going to come up with 100 excuses. I can't have my phone outside. It needs to be there. But it, make sure it's not on their bed. It's not underneath their pillow. Charging should be outside. And uh, technology-free zones need to be created, especially the dining uh, area. Uh, charging area also should be away. So the, the tendency for our brains is, if something is a little far away from us, uh, we're not going to think about it much and it's an effort to get it. Let's say your phone is charged uh, somewhere upstairs. You're not going to run for it. Um, so the same thing. So it's, if it's a little far away, it's easier to regulate it. And educate your children about posture and reminders on, on how much time they're um, using it. And the other thing that you could also do is to monitor is to monitor and supervise them. Just think about this. If let's say your teenager is mingling with a group of friends, um, you would want to know who are they, you know, with whom uh, is your child mingling. You would want to know, right? So whatever you do in the real world, you, it has to be done virtually as well. You kind of have to get an understanding of with whom is he talking, with whom is my daughter chatting. You need to know that it, there's nothing wrong in that because you don't want them to talk to someone, um, someone who is not their age and someone who is not appropriate for them, right? Because we do know that there's a lot of cyberbullying, um, there's a lot of pride 
privacy uh, manipulation that happens online your children need to be educated about it so it's very important for you to know what are they doing online rather than why the why are they using gadgets so keep in mind about the gadget addictive behaviors seek help if it's required but um, overall please be please model these behaviors practice them yourself regulate your own technology use supervise your children and be open to seeking help this is what i would tell you and i hope this episode is helpful to you and um, i expect um, some of these tips to be helpful to you you could also reach out to me uh, at our rfcs whatsapp number 7829274794 7829274794 you could send us a message you could also connect us um, connect to us through our email contact rfcs at gmail.com uh, uh, rf reach foundation for community services is a non-profit wing uh, which aims to promote um, psychological wellness i hope parents teachers and childcare professionals would be educated by this podcast um, i would take up useful information um, that is helpful for parents again next week see you till then thank you so much this is dr ashwini kamaraju